This is Wayne Goldsmith, and welcome to Sports Thoughts. I've spent 25 years traveling the world, working with some of the world's best athletes, coaches, and teams, trying to discover what it is that they do, how they think, and what it takes to be the best in sport. Subscribe to our newsletter at wgcoaching.com to keep up to date with my thoughts on sport. You know, one of the things I get asked to do from time to time is to help an organisation with a startup club, or I get asked to meet with some people who want to start a sporting club or a new sporting organisation or a sports academy or institute, and they say, could you help us get it right from the start? And always happy to do it. It's a, a wonderful opportunity because in other areas of my business, other areas of consulting, quite often you're being asked to come in and fix things that are broken. You come into an existing organization and do some observation and analysis and spend some time looking at what's working and not working and write a report and do a review and all those things. And there's a role for that, of course. However, without doubt, the most exciting thing to do is to come in with a clean slate, is to start from scratch and help people get it right from the beginning. It's a very, very different exercise to coming in and looking at things that are not working, to be in a position to help people shape and mould a startup sport, a startup club, a startup organisation. So I thought today on Sports Thoughts, I'd talk about the process, the seven things that I believe are essential to work through and to have in place for a startup sport or a new club or a new organisation in sport anywhere in the world. Number one is to have a vision. They call a vision a vision because you can see it. The problem with most organisations, be they existing or startups, the problem is that the people involved rarely see the vision with the clarity and detail that's required. A lot of people say, yes, our vision is to have a great organisation or we want to be successful or we want to make a lot of money or we want to create an environment where success is inevitable and all those things are important. But a vision is where you as leader, you as someone who's in the startup, has taken time to sit quietly and reflect and think about what it is you're trying to do and to see a vision of the future with the same detail and clarity that you can see today. I often say to people, can you tell me the story of the future? Can you tell me your vision in the form of a story with the same detail and clarity that you can tell me a story about your past or your present? Do you know? Because once you have a clear vision and you can tell a story of that vision, you can then connect with other people and engage with other people and inspire other people to also share in your vision. There's a wonderful line from New Zealand rugby coach Wayne Smith, which goes, people will believe in a vision providing they believe it's their vision. If they can see your vision the same way that you can, they will believe in it and they'll pursue it. 
And the problem I see with most startups is they don't have enough clarity and detail around their vision. So number one in any startup, have a very clear vision. Get a bunch of people together who are gonna be involved, ask them to relax, to take some deep breaths, to close their eyes and say, I want you to see yourself in this room in 10 years. Where are we? Who's in this room? What are we doing? What is the environment? Ask people to tap into their visualization ability, their imagination, and to share that and to come up with a shared vision to be able to see it and then you can start to talk about how we're gonna go about achieving it. Secondly, leading on from having a clear vision is a clear sense of values. What are the values that this new sport, this new club, this new organization, what are the values that you would like to see brought into reality? What are the behaviors, the actions, the words? What are the values that you believe are critically important to help you achieve that vision that you have and that you've shared? Do you believe it's around a value like honesty or integrity or humility or respect or professionalism or customer service? What is it that you believe are the underpinning values, the behaviors that you want to see in this startup organization and you want to see them every day and that leads immediately to number three. Values are only values if they come to life. I often say to sports when I walk into a club or a team, tell me what your values are. And they'll usually say things like honesty and integrity, humility, courage, discipline, fun, friendships, professionalism. Every organization has gone down this path of saying we're values based. And they'll tell me what their values are and I write them down and then I sit and I watch. Maybe over a day, two or three days a week and I look for the values. And then I meet with the clients and I say, I'm sorry, but your values have no value because I can't see them. Fairly recently, I was working with a football team and one of their values was respect. One of their values was respect. And I went to a training session in the gym and I saw athletes turn up late. I saw athletes not encouraging each other. I saw athletes not cleaning up after themselves. I saw athletes cheating. And at the end of the session, I sat down with the coach over a coffee and I said, your values have no value. Because what I see is athletes who don't respect themselves, don't respect each other, and don't respect this environment. Your value of respect is useless because they don't live the behaviors that bring that value to life. And I find that this step, it's relatively easy to get a board of directors together a committee together and come up with a vision. That's not all that difficult. It's very, very easy to come up with a set of values that should and could underpin success. But when it gets to stage three in startup sports, startup sporting businesses, showing people that values are only valuable if they come to life, if they underpin the actions and behaviors of coaches, of staff, of the people who are responsible for delivering the experience that that organization is trying 
to deliver. If the values don't come to life, they're next to useless. So putting together a startup, have the vision, make sure it's clear and detailed that you can tell the story of the future. Secondly, values certainly are important, but more importantly, is understand what are the clear, observable, and even measurable actions and behaviours that bring those values to life. That step gives meaning and relevance to the first two. Without it, the first two are almost a complete waste of time and energy. As a consultant, it's great. I'm going to get paid for part one and part two all the time. But unless I work with the organisation and we go through a process of implementing actions and behaviours to bring those values to life, the first two rarely, if ever, work. Number four is recruit the right people. And I don't know how many times I've seen this example in great organisations where the right people means recruiting people who are already your kind of people. Now, what I mean by that is organisations that I've worked with that are very successful and sustainably successful in sport, professional teams, in rugby, in rugby league, in Australian rules football, in other, other sports around the world, when I've worked with successful organisations, there's three things in common. They know exactly who they are. They have a clear sense of identity. They know who they are. They know their vision. They know their values. They understand their purpose. They know who they are. Secondly, they recruit people who are already, already exhibiting those qualities, those factors, those values. They recruit people who will sustain or grow their culture. They understand who they are and they look for people. Some time ago, I got a chance to work with the Canterbury Crusaders in rugby, a wonderful organisation who've sustained success in their competition in super rugby in the Southern Hemisphere for 20 years. And I remember a conversation very clearly with one of the leading minds behind the success of that club. And I said, why have you been so good for so long? He said, we know who we are. And this bit, so important, he said, and we recruit crusaders. We don't recruit players and turn them into crusaders. We go looking for players who are already our type of player. And that way they sustain and even grow our culture. The right people doesn't necessarily mean those with the right qualifications or experiences. It means looking for ways in your recruitment process to recruit the people that will grow and sustain your culture through living the values that you know are so important. I'm a big believer in active recruitment. What I mean by that is if you're working with players or coaches, bringing them to the organisation and having them play, train, coach to have them do the things that you're recruiting them for. Too many sports, particularly with elite coaches, get them to do a presentation and talk about their vision or they get them to do a PowerPoint on the way that they're going to put a program together. Not enough people do active recruitment where they invite in a coach and say, we'd like you to coach our team for two or three days. 
to see people in action, to see whether or not they're your sort of people. Too many people recruit from the top only. So the only thing that matters is the chairperson, the president, the head of the committee. If you're in a sporting organisation, have someone, if it's a player, have them train with the team for a few days and ask the players what they think and what they feel about this person. Is this our sort of person? Is this person going to live our values? Are they going to bring something that will strengthen, support or grow our culture? Are they someone that will make us better or are they going to be hard work? And that's one of the problems I also see, particularly in professional teams, is they recruit on talent. Talent is overrated. I've heard it said many times, I'm sure you have, that in a contest between talent and culture, culture always wins. Every so often, you'll find a player that's got both. But if, if you're recruiting on talent alone and ignoring values, someone might come in and they start to erode your values, they start to erode your culture, and all of a sudden you don't know where you are, you've forgotten who you are and what you're all about, and you're heading for disaster. So number four, recruit the right people. Leadership is essential, but leadership is more than just having a great CEO, a great chairperson, a great president, a great head coach. Leadership is for everyone and about everyone. I wrote a book a few years ago called Leading Without Leading, which in short said that anyone should, can lead. It's not a particularly clever skill. It's just about being who you are, understanding who you are, being comfortable in being who you are, and allowing your actions, your behaviours, and who you are to influence other people. That's what leadership is all about. And in organisations that work, be they sporting, being straight from the corporate world, leadership is something everybody does. They lead themselves, they lead and influence each other. My definition of leadership is the art of inspiring change through subtle influence. It doesn't have to be about speeches and banners and mission statements on the reception wall. Leadership is about being who you are. Leadership is about being comfortable in who you are and allowing your behaviours, your attitudes, your actions to influence those of other people. As more than one person has told me, our culture is what we do. That's what it absolutely culture can be summarised. It's about actions. And what we do influences everybody who comes in. They learn that that's the way we do things. And in an organisation that's getting better, in an organisation that's learning and growing, in an organisation that's committed to continuous improvement. If that's the way things are, leadership is inspiring people to be the same. And so reflecting on where we've gone so far in this podcast, clear vision, values which reflect and bring that vision to life, then values, actions and behaviours and bring those values into existence and make them real. Hire people who are your people, who get it, who understand what you're on about and are already living the lifestyle which will improve, sustain, grow your culture. And then allow them to lead, allow 
players to influence other players, coaches to influence others, that everyone has a responsibility for personal and shared leadership. Number six is what I call the three R's. Relationships build on respect and recognition. Relationships build on respect and recognition. That when you've got the right people and they're leading, that critically important becomes building that element of team. Team together, everyone achieves more. It's about relationships. It's about people who work together towards achieving success through in an environment of respect. And where people are recognized and valued for doing the things they do, for being the person that they are. Relationships based on respect and recognition. Respect and recognition are critical. Relationships equal results. So many people has been, and you think read about this constantly in the corporate world, people don't leave sporting organisations unless they're leaving a relationship within that organisation. People don't leave organisations generally, they leave managers. Players don't want out of a sport, they want out of a relationship with their coach, with teammates, something relationships equal results. Where you have an organisation where relationships are strong and based on respect and recognition, it's very rare anyone wants to leave. And if you think about the first five stages that we've talked about in this startup exercise through vision and values, living values, right people and leadership, once you've got that in place, you don't want people to leave. You want them to be so happy with where they are that they don't want to leave. And where the relationships in the organisation are based on the foundations of respect and recognition, people don't want to leave. And that wonderful culture and environment will just grow and grow and grow and people are desperate to come and join you. And finally, number seven, for all startups, sports, startup clubs, sporting organisations to remember, L-A-G, learn, adapt and grow or you will lag. Learn, adapt, grow, L-A-G. If you don't want to lag behind your opposition, if you don't want to fail, you're in a, a, an environment which is about learning, about improving, you're in one that adapts to changing situations, the changing needs of people, changing environments, changing social conditions, changing things happening around the world, and you're committed to a growth mindset as individuals, as a team, as an organisation, that you're committed to growing, to getting better. Let's recap on those seven. Number one, a vision is a vision because you can see it. Have a clear, detailed, precise vision and be able to tell the story of the vision to anyone you run into, be able to tell them your story of where you're going, where you're heading with the same detail and clarity as you can tell the story of the past or the present. Number two, have a clear set of values, whatever those values may be, but stay connected with them and number three, bring them to life. It's about living your values. It's about your words, your actions, your behaviours that should be able to be seen in everything you do. The way you do anything is the way you do everything. If your value is about honesty and professionalism, then the person at the reception desk, 
the person cleaning the floors, the person who's the chair of the board, the head coach, one of the players, the person who cleans the boots. Every role in the organisation needs to live honesty and professionalism. And when those values become actions and behaviours that you can observe, you can measure, everything changes. Everything you want starts to happen. Four, look for, recruit the right people. People who are already, in inverted commas, your people. People who are already living the values who demonstrate those values and what they do. And don't be afraid of active recruitment processes. Get people to come in and show you what they do. See what they do. Don't listen to what they're telling you they might do or could do, but get people to do things. Number five, leadership is everyone's responsibility. If I'm sitting and I'm rehydrating effectively, the person next to me, chances are they'll look at that, they watch the action, they watch the behaviour, and they'll start to rehydrate. Somebody walks over and goes, oh, look at those two guys. They're sitting there drinking water. They're taking care of themselves. Maybe I'll do that. It's about actions and everybody subtly and personally influencing each other's behaviour, reinforcing those actions and behaviours every day in everything they do. Six, relationships based on respect and recognition. Relationships where I see what you do, I respect what you do, I recognize what you do, and you're the same about me, where we live in an environment of selflessness, where it's about you, not me. It's about we before I. It's about relationships based on authentic and genuine respect for each other and recognizing the contributions and valuing the contribution that everybody makes in the most small and seemingly insignificant things, that wonderful phrase. The funny thing about little things are there is no little things. And finally, in organisations that continue to succeed, it's lag. You don't want to lag behind, so you learn, you adapt, and you grow constantly. If you're starting up a new sport, a new organisation, a new club, it is a wonderful opportunity to get things right. An overriding final thought. Don't bring what you've done before to something new. I find one of the biggest impediments is that people will say, yes, let's start at something new, it's fresh, it's different, it's original, and they spend months and months looking at what everybody else has done to copy it. How is that new? How is that fresh? How is that original? When you're some, starting something up, the only reason you look at what other people do is to learn from their mistakes and do it better. Though I love the phrase benchmarking or people are looking for best practice. Those things to me are minimum standard. You only benchmark, you only look for best practice so that you can strive to do it better in your new organisation. To be an organisation that's going to be successful, copying kills. Don't copy what others have done. Simply look at what they've done and aim to do it better through this remarkable new thing that you're starting, you're leading, you're driving, you're taking forward. This is Wayne Goldsmith for Sports Thoughts. Thanks for listening. 
If you'd like to hear more sports thoughts, subscribe to our newsletter at wgcoaching.com. Thank you.